a, a Hungarian poem, which is in English, and it is performed by Judy Dench, if it oh. is good enough. Okay, but no, the point is to be performed by you. Oh no, that's that's uh, that's that's a serious issue. Read it in Hungarian. That's the thing. But okay, that's is, the is thing. It Hungarian, but written in English. Uh, no, it is it is written by Hungarian and translated to English. Okay. Yeah. And and, and read it uh, with your golden voice. No, it's uh, Judy Dench is better for that because I I don't have the. No, no, Judy yeah, but we're gonna get sued. A part of fucking Ox Poetic. This is not. Yeah, no, Judy but, Dench is not a member. Listen, I was even bad when I had to read or learn Hungarian poems at Sorry. all. So Charlie, in, really... in, that is just multiplying now. To... Charlie, I'm really disappointed in you because as you can see here, when, when we said poetry, this is only a small collection of my poem distribution network. <laughs> right, yeah, so listen I, to that. Listen right, to that. Adam, Adam, pick one. Let's go. Pick one. You want me to read it? Well, I have a question for you, though. Old or new? Well, doesn't, well whatever, new. whatever you, whatever you want. In Xanadu did Kubla Khan a stately pleasure dome decree, where the Alpha, the sacred river, ran through Karen's mercy, merciless to man, Good job. down to a sunless sea. <laughs> Fuck you. So twice five miles. And, and he's even miles. English, so you can imagine in my Hungarian accent, try to read something like this. The podcast is going to be eight hour long, so right. believe me, right. I do a favor. If wait a minute, 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 wait a minute. Kubla, you didn't even say the name of this poem is Kubla Khan? Yeah, this is Kubla Khan by Samuel Taylor Coolidge. Or right. I've got Kubla Khan. No, I've got Kaddish by... Um, is oh, the wait, same wait. poem with some, from someone else? Or what? I've got also um, How from Allen Ginsberg here, which is I Saw the Best Oof. Minds of My Generation. <laughs> Why do you oof when it comes oof. to beat poetry? Oof. No, oof, is it like, yeah, that's, you know, that's okay. Well, you know, <laughs> no. well, okay, okay, well, okay. Read your thing. Let's, let's do. Read your thing and then I'll get back to you. Okay. Yeah, because uh, I didn't, uh, I think, I didn't uh, know what to pick. I just fucking just ran Just because it. of that fucking comment. You know what? I, I have to confess why I don't like poetry. I like poetry. Sorry. Maybe I, let me rephrase. Mm. I have a, a post-traumatic uh, kind <laughs> of uh, event from poetry because Yes. So, so the way, obviously, I don't know, maybe you have the same system and everything. You know, when you're growing up, especially in like primary school, you have to learn of uh, different yeah. poems and everything. And I always been stressed out. And my, the thing is, I don't know how other countries does, but in Hungary, I have always in this kind of, uh, uh, I don't know, I always felt that when somebody reading a, 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 a poem, it's more like theatrical. And when you try to, to make it like sounds uh, a bit like normal, people didn't like that because yeah, they're saying that's, that that's, don't do it because it's, it's, it's poetry. It's different. Don't say that like it would be like a dialogue from a film. Yeah, that's the, that's the educational system failing you once again. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, and, and because of that, obviously, 
it is they they reach that in a whole generation or a lot of generation they started to hating poetry and it is always felt that it is just the higher class belongs to the yeah. higher class to well, something really you know pretentious and it's like in tv big actors they are like like uh, something fake you know yeah. uh, uh, but I, I, I also hated um studying it in school because of that um it, and actually the, the beat generation is a good response to that um mm-hmm. because then they then just went well i'm just going to write about me ODing or getting peace <laughs> on you know whatever and and and, and that will be that that'll be it and it'll be fine um and that being said um i picked a poem from charles bukowski okay <laughs> but okay. you need to read with charles bukowski's smoking voice no one can so do that that's... like no one he has the such a beautiful tone when Please he tell me you're reading voice. there I am not, tell me you're I'm, not, I'm not reading that. Um, oh. I'm reading I'm reading The Mockingbird which is pretty cool. I wanted to pick one that wouldn't be the one that everyone would read. Um cool. This is The Mockingbird by Charles Bukowski. The mockingbird had been following the cat all summer, mocking, 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 teasing and cocksure. The cat crawled under rockets, rockers and porches, tail flashing and said something angry to the mockingbird. which i didn't understand yesterday the cat walked calmly up the driveway with the mockingbird alive in its mouth wings fanned beautiful wings fanned and flopping feathers parted like a woman's legs and the bird was no longer mocking it was asking it was praying but the cat striding down through centuries would not listen i i saw it crawl under a yellow car with the bird to bargain it to to another place summer was over that's it amazing fucking amazing the beat generation did not give a shit which is something i really like about them <laughs> particularly bukowski but they were hipsters though so they were also pretentious they were hipsters flipsters and finger popping daddies <laughs> yeah but but also in 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 po- you know in poems or poetry at all i think you need to have a certain filter in your brain when you you need to read a lot or you need to listen a lot to yeah, to get ex- the pace to understand exactly it that's exactly what i like about it I, i remember that was the first thing that what made me fall in love with poetry actually um and actually, i'm not someone who reads a lot of poetry all the time i i did more when i was younger i guess but mm-hmm. what made me fall in love with poetry and start writing poetry was music actually and it was mm-hmm. the idea that there were there were lyrics that were very different from others you know you had the the very basic you know oh i met this girl and i fell in love with her whatever lyrics and then you had lyrics and i remember the first artist that i felt this about was system of a down actually mm-hmm. um system of a down had two different people who would write lyrics so surgeon and darren and there you can tell if you listen to them a lot and you know the band you can tell the different style from one and the other you can kind of tell the lyrics that came from one or the other though they do co- collaborate but i remember thinking um that their lyrics weren't something that you would understand right away like it was something you would listen to a song and you're like well i can tell they're saying something that i didn't quite pick up right like for example in um, mesmerize they say the song starts with why don't you ask the kids in tiananmen square was fashion the reason they were there 
and it's about the, the massacre of Tiananmen Square. And as a kid, I didn't know shit about that. And it made me like go look this up uh-huh. and then understand all of this background with such a simple line. It made me get all of this background to what the song is saying, right? Yeah. And then it goes on to like, I'm just sitting in my car waiting for my girl. And it's like the American ideal. And, and, and it has such a message on something that it was always there. But until I did my, the work behind it, I, I, didn't, I couldn't get the whole, the whole scope of the song. And mm-hmm. it made it so much bigger for me. And that was the first, I remember that was one of the first moments that I started thinking, okay, like this, this, is, this is really cool stuff, you know? And it made me start to fall in love with poetry and that, that literally playing with words and, and sometimes saying three or four things in the same sentence. And I think that's, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I always admire it when, when someone can write you know, poems. Mm-hmm. It's like, because I think it's, you need to reach a different part of your brain yeah. to, to be capable. I, I have a friend who is my old roommate from university and he has already so many books. He's, he's, a, he's a brilliant poet and he's just posting constantly in, you know, new poems. And it was like, it's unbelievable, you know, like such a wordsmith, you know, just putting together everything. It's like, definitely has got a different part of his brain what he using them for example me you know it's like for me it is struggling even to understand sometimes but you know it's like reading through it it's like that's brilliant it's that's amazing and that is what i'm saying that i think it is you know need to practicing a lot as well to to get in the same rhythm and understanding to you know how does it work and how you are able to write or reading poem in poems yeah well, I think that then you have the thing when you, in, in your studies, people will tell you, like, I remember when I was in school, you know, there was this, you know, we, we, we did the poetry module, right? And mm-hmm. they were like, you know, there's these rules and you can write this, these yeah. metrics Stanzas. and whatever. And I'm like, I don't give a shit what you call each line and, you know, what you call the poet if it's got a rhyme scheme of this or that. Like, I don't give a shit. Like it, it could not even write rhyme, and and you know a lot of shit I I write don't doesn't rhyme. This poem doesn't rhyme, and I love it, you know, and mm-hmm. yeah, and then they just dilute it down to, to all of these rules, and it is very pedantic because then you have these poets who are like you know I follow all the rules, so I write poetry, and then you read it, and it's like man, this this, this shit, you know, because <laughs> this was the thing. I didn't think you were going to be so much of a cliche and go for fucking Charles Bukowski because I deliberately, even though I did have a beat poem, I also I had George Orwell poems in the book of which I forgot I had. Uh, I had Byron. Um, I've got William Blake here. Uh, the Art no, no, of Atonement. Now no, you're just showing off. But yeah, and I've got yeah. The Art of Atonement, which is Chinese poetry. Is, but I, I do. I I picked the, that book because. Um, well, no, it's one, brilliant. One, like, one, like, I, literally. Knew, I, I knew you would not be expecting that. Um, <laughs> oh, bullshit. And second, <laughs> and second, I think when I started off like younger, I was really into like Poe, which, you know, mm. and it really shaped my style when I started writing and all of that stuff. But I think there's a really nice subtlety to um, not being as eloquent. Like, a lot of my inspiration was was old poets like like Poe. Um, he was a huge one, uh, but mm-hmm. also most of it was music. And for example, System of a Down again to go back to that, you know, there's two guys there, and I think 
Serge is a lot more eloquent and he uses like grand words and he's very, very political in a very... He's, he's very flowy as well. Demonstrative way, yeah. yeah. And then Darren, is, he writes shit like, uh, my shit smells better than yours. Literally, that's one of the songs. And, <laughs> Madness, and, no one can feed him myself. It's and, only and, better. Uh, you know, Darren is very like in your face and he doesn't, you know, won't necessarily, he won't make rhymes. He, he'll curse in his songs and, and it still passes on a message with so much force and so much, um, like that. there's a beauty to that, I think. And I think with mm -hmm. the years, I've started appreciating that more and more and more. I think after I developed a certain level of like domain of, over the language in writing, I started looking at guys who don't give a shit about that, like Bukowski. And I was like, oh yeah, that's pretty cool. You know, the cat just ate the bird up, you know? That was, you didn't need to say any, anything else. It was yeah. nice. If it had been Bukowski. me, I would have gone around and around and, and then this big thing, but you just I'd, I'd, fuck it. I don't think as well. The thing about Bukowski is when you hear him read his own work as well, yeah. he's like, he's there. he doesn't really give a shit. Yeah. Well, I was here the other day. Yeah. I love his voice. They tell me. It's just so, so good. good. I, I'm in bottles of beer. I've been drinking. I don't know how many phone ring. <laughs> it's like he's literally like, you got me out of bed. Like, that's the best you're getting from me today. Yeah. Um, it was kind of annoying because actually I do have my fingers uh, in somebody who would be, I don't know, because someone I who hope did you don't kind have of. your fingers in someone. That would be very inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> especially <laughs> if it is a poet. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if it's a poet. Well, no, because I, I actually went back to Dylan Thomas, who's my, who is my favorite poet. Like, literally, he's a guy mm. who, I mean, I grew up in an area where he was actually born and grew up and spent most of his life. And it's kind of annoying that I didn't really get into him until a few years later. I didn't really understand Dylan Thomas. And yeah, this kind of, it has this weird kind of bashing poetry, which it doesn't swear. It isn't, it's actually quite eloquent compared to what Alphonse was going with Bukowski is actually but then again it has this kind of weird style of 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 being from the people who are around the area so it's not for like generally in the way he'll say things in like for example Underwood Milk Wood is in a dialect that really is to the local area of Khan and uh, Lagan and um, Newquay which is like two towns in Wales where like the fucking languages just keep mixing and he also has like kind of the thing though as well about Thomas was he was a raging alcoholic as well as Bukowski. I think that pretty much like writers, huh? Yeah. Writers, poet, poets especially. Poets are yeah. like worse than right. Like if you think apart from okay, apart from Burroughs, who was like particular to his heroine. <laughs> so much so that he ended up in Morocco without knowing he was there. <laughs> um, I can't, so Go, going on that, sorry to interrupt, but I, I am curious, like, I kind of want to hear Howell now. <laughs> That's, what, that Dylan is, Thomas? Um, no, I was, I was mentioning Howell, but what, what, did, what did you have planned for, from Dylan Thomas? From Dylan Thomas? Well, if you, I mean, if you want, I'll grab Howell, because I've got that here as well. Follow your but, um, actually, I got a second, uh, the second part of Vision and Prayer, because, again, he also does, like, one long-ass poem, but I can't, you don't have all time for this, so I'll do this one. But it's in the name of the lost who glory in the wishing plains of the carrion under the barrel song of the birds of the burden, heavy with the downed and the green dust and bearing the ghost 
from the ground like pollen on the black plume and the break of slime I pray through and I belong not wholly to the lamenting brethren for the joy has moved within the utmost marrow of my bone which is kind of it's part two of the entire thing which is it's about a few poems but also the fact that it's written like that I hate that <laughs> <laughs> like he he did so i mean he he also wrote it instead of being like one it's in patterns yeah. so like where he wrote like to be honest unless you're reading it from the page if someone unless he's reading it to you by the way because he's got this and death will be no dishonor to <laughs> <Yeah>. me <laughs> like that's his voice he's got a brilliant he's got a brilliant um poem called me um um scholars in america which is him literally going I doing a lecture to americans and just saying how much he hates how europeans yeah. come to america and tell them how they're better and, and <laughs> he's he's also uh, funny like about it like oh he's amazingly witty to it yeah charlie read us something come on man uh no <laughs> read it in hungarian come on you, you know what uh, what what you just showed me about in this uh you know the way it is being constructed the whole poems it is reminded me of uh, uh, who, who wrote the breakfast of the champions uh, kurt vonnegut right mm. kurt vonnegut yeah yeah and and there is this one page when you uh, you know reading it and he describing someone's asshole and you just <laughs> see it is a drone there so you can see like a star like a fucked up star too that is how it's gonna look like your asshole Von- vonnegut's <laughs> books are disturbingly like visual <laughs> yeah but, seen, it's just, um, but it's just nowhere you know you're just reading the book and turn the page and there is drone asshole and not <laughs> i'm trying to remember the story i'm really bad at names i just realized that in my life but like there's a story he's got about someone being chained up and about the chains being worn on them um i can't remember what it's called it's really fucked up dystopian shit but then vonnegut could do well, that which which book is not not the <laughs> yeah. exactly and i can't remember it, but it's got i remember reading it it's like a short it's i had like a short story of it and i'm giving it to somebody and never getting it back which is why i don't like lending my books to people um <laughs> and it was really funny because it was like dr- he drew out this thing and like it's this guy covered in chains but naked and like his fucking cock is huge <laughs> it's like uh-uh. <laughs> you'd be reading it you're like why von he was fucking mental <laughs> like we say she decided mental. this yeah what you know what, I, I sorry yeah. just oh. as a side note i have a challenge for you guys because it's like a for me in our podcast is always educational because i always learning something so there is a challenge you mean for our me. podcast because that might yeah, be of a course lie. that might of be course. a lie I don't know. <laughs> no no you, you 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 were gonna make me now to reading poetries you know like in my spare time which i never really did too much but obviously i realized that's something which is missing from my life so now i have to wow. a little bit catch up more of of poems and reading more than i did in the past you will learn today literally zero <laughs> so uh, it's not going to be difficult you know if i just reading i'm, I'm, more, I'm insulted more. that you have read zero because you have poetry books from us <laughs> yeah well, guys guys i just bought that i'm not said i i never said I'm gonna read it. i, <laughs> I just didn't want your that. money charlie i wanted your love 
<laughs> which is my money. That is how I express it. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I knew that was it. That how Charles showed money. No, I appreciate. He puts, I appreciate he puts the note on the dresser money. before he leaves. Yeah, That's how he shows you. his love. I appreciate you buying them. Charles. Yeah, I mean, if it would be personal, I would just put the money in your sleeve. You know, like here you go. It is your <laughs> go buy something for nice. yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd this money come from? <laughs> <laughs> but so the challenge is try to explain me what is haiku and how Ooh, does it I can work? do that I can do that okay wait I have and what is the rules of okay that? I yeah. will explain haiku to you if you read a haiku I wrote okay that, that, oh, you, yeah, have, that, that's, that you have that's so fine. The, copy that's fine. Of the book you bought it has a few haikus has four okay Okay, that's that's why um, deal. Make so, a deal. By the way, you know that I will be completely butchering it, so no, that you you won't you won't recognize I'm, that it is I'm your. I'm so your, excited for it now. Shit, so <laughs> There's like... four for you to read. So yeah, <laughs> go crazy. So haiku, it, haiku became like a huge thing in the last few years. I don't know why. Like I think in America they study that in school, and, mm -hmm. and for some reason millennials fucking went bunch of crazy about it it's because um, they're easy and cheap and quick yeah so like haiku they're twitter is, they're twitter inspired haiku is pretty much the easiest poem to write so this this is exactly the conversation we were having about people learn the rules and they think they know poetry which is not you know you're just following rules and that's not like a poem is a lot more than that for, for me the, the the thing of a poem is that it demands something from the reader right you if you you read it and you have to go like oh okay yeah like what piece of me does this fit in with right so mm -hmm. anyway I, I digress a haiku is a japanese form of poetry and the rules for it are uh i'm i don't want to be lying now about the number of syllables but it's three lines and the first one has seven syllables the second one has five and the last one has seven again so seven five seven in mm -hmm. some cases uh, you can do four three four so this is the standard thing and then at one point i don't think it was like that at first but then there's one uh, poet that really made it you know it's like a second wave haiku i guess where mm -hmm. he made it this thing where it's always got a theme of nature uh-huh so it would be something like uh, um i believe you're talking about ten shudai uh, probably i don't remember his name he's in this <laughs> <laughs> but it will be something like i don't i don't know one by head but it will be something like you know the the floor is wet and the bamboo swings frog leaps over the water whatever <laughs> no, i don't i didn't count the, i don't know if that would yeah, i didn't count the that, that was it i think that was exactly yeah. it but i'm that saying is. like it would be something like this so the idea is that it gives it has a, a it evokes nature mm -hmm. you know but the rules are just that you just have to have seven five seven and then you you know and then it, it's up to you like you're you're the poet right so you you have it, to infuse it, it kind with of was something. a it kind of was a balanced thing because it was actually there's a period in japanese ancient um and oh fuck i watched a documentary on it three weeks ago <laughs> but um john cream talks about it but it was kind of like a high society thing so like the haikus used to be it was able to make you feel something inside you in the upper classes like the emperor and the and so forth used to feel that 
because they felt this thing, they were a higher form. So haikus were supposed to open up a kind of a higher form of, well, not religious, not experience, but like you were better than everybody else because you felt the, the emotion. This, you know, people the always get pedanting uh, and fucking shitty about poetry, but, you know, it is brilliant yeah. because it's a challenge to express something with only three lines in that limitation of syllables. You know, you don't have to rhyme or whatever, but it's, mm -hmm. it's very limited. It's very small. And to, have, and to be able to say something that, that really resonates in, in so little, you know, it's, I think it's, it's really cool. Um, uh -huh. Cool. Read us a haiku. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Give me one second. Let me bring here. And, and also I have to dust freeing it. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> cool. <laughs> which, which one are you going to make him read? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, he can pick, I guess. Maybe. I mean, it takes three seconds to read. He can read them all and pick one. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, but he needs to find the pages. You're just going, no, no, yeah. no, two, no, no. Wait, wait, that's five. No, no, that's okay. Seven, five, seven. I got it. I got it. <laughs> cool. Uh, well, I, I only picked, I, I picked like four poems to read for this. Um, <laughs> you think four? I think like fucking seventeen. Yeah, because you're like, a, what am I you're gonna a fucking show off. That's what it is. Well, no, it's because like I didn't oh, want to be ooh. fucking cliched. Charlie is back. Okay, <laughs> you want me to read one while you while you dust through that? What, one second, one second. Charlie will be reading from Thrice My Heart, available on Amazon. <laughs> uh, ooh, order, order now, and don't forget to subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I found one. I found one haiku. It's called one haiku. One haiku, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So yeah, you have one haiku, and then you have two haiku. Two haiku. haiku. Uh -huh. And then and you then have three haiku. No, no. Three you haiku. have blue Fuck haiku and red oh, haiku. haiku. Which oh yeah, that's that's true. Two haiku, red yeah. haiku. By the way, so oh. like, uh, to, to give away the the funny thing, that's uh, Doctor Seuss poem. One one yeah. fish, two fish, blue fish, red, red fish. fish, blue fish. Ah, okay. Yeah. There goes red fish, blue fish, not blue fish, red fish. Well, fuck it. <laughs> it's too bad. I, I know everything through films. Dr. Zeuson, it is the one which is made a film when Alec Baldwin was the cat, right? Yeah. Yes, yes, the cat. Alec Baldwin played the cat. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Dr. Cat Seuss was a poet, like he wrote poetry for kids. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I, afterwards. Very I complex man. Him. Very complex. complex. Yeah. Yeah. How do you mean complex? Like So like he how, really, how? So um I watched a thing on his life. He did a lot of a lot of things for children, like yourself and he um also cared like a lot for his wife and when his wife died it kind of made him like not well obviously he had depression and things like that, but he was like so when you read Cat in the Hat or when you read um Whoville, when you read like all of his books, you think, oh, this is like some really kind of, you get, because he's one of the first kind of children's authors that you get this kind of feeling from that like, oh, he's, he's a bit like Mr. Rogers or whatever. Mm -hmm. And actually his entire, he thought everything out. He over, like he was really, really um, like pedantic about everything that went in the books. He hated it when like people would like try and change stuff. He'd be like, no, this is how it goes. And he was really kind of stubborn. Well, yeah, don't, don't fuck with my poetry. Don't change it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. He's like, he, oh. he was, so everyone was thinking he was like this nice, like, well, he was nice. He was kind of like a, mist, kind of like, he was like a bit like Mr. Rogers. 
but he was someone you did not fuck with. <laughs> and everybody, a lot of people, when they said they met him, they expected him to be like this kind of clown. And he wasn't. He was like 100% serious until he had to speak to your children. Oh, poor and kids. Like, you know, that kid who <laughs> has to read out in his poem. Yeah. You know what I mean? No. <laughs> no, he didn't hit someone with a book or something. Would you like green hags and M? <laughs> I don't care, do I for? I don't care. You, you learn this fucking life. Yeah. There's a brilliant um, um, uh, Simon um, Hopkins does a doc. Well, it's a it's a 20 minute fucking information vid on him. The same guy who did the Nicolas Cage one I sent you. You know when he was like, "How did Nicolas Cage lose his money?" Yeah. The same guy who does that, he does them on historical figures and it's a brilliant one on Dr. Zeus because I didn't expect it. And then you're like, holy shit, this guy's like, like you expect him to be like this kind of like, eh. and then you're like, holy shit, he's like a fucking, he's a fucking rain cloud filled with storms. He's <laughs> really kind of complex as a human being. Uh, so question, how you read the haiku? I mean, there is a yeah, certain you, you know, way. You... you know how you said people don't like it when you read it like a script? Yeah read it like a script so okay. you're so so it's 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 laid out in a certain way but you're supposed to read it according to the punctuation you know don't that's the hard part about reading poetry because you you tend to go like when the line ends you stop right but you're supposed uh -huh. to stop where there's a full stop you know okay I mean? so you read it as if it were a straight text on the page Like, read it you would, like, like you would a novel, a paragraph in a novel. You read it perfectly normal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, let me give a Just try. From, read from it. One haiku and you will tell me if it was wrong or, cool. or, or wrong. By okay. the way, there's no haikus in my poetry book, just to let you know. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks, free. God. He's free. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so one haiku. Uh, Was there ever one, a rhyme or reason, for all the power in your word? Yeah, perfect. That, that's really? Like perfect. this? Yeah, yep. that's it. Yeah. Okay, because I just saw that maybe I'm going to dramatize that. Was there I'm ever gonna one? Be, okay, I mean, I'm going to be honest, Alphonse, I think we gave him too much confidence. <laughs> that, be that's it. Like, now, now I'm gonna be like like Dexter, you know, yeah. omelette de fromage. It's <laughs> yeah. like I'm just gonna say it constantly <laughs> to everyone. You know? <laughs> omelette de fromage. How how was your your first poetry experience, Charlie? Honestly, I sweat a lot, so it's like <laughs> you know. <laughs> cool. So before we run out of time, I wanna I wanna do this one as well. Um, One okay. thing I really like about poetry is that you can, um, I mean, I hate it when people explain, like in school, you know, they say, oh, this poem is supposed to be whatever, you know, this is oh, supposed yeah. to represent. I the, always say that. It's like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that the poet had something in his mind or her mind, but the point is that you read it and you interpret that, whatever. So for, I'm going to read a poem that for a fact, I know does not mean some of the stuff I interpreted to mean. Um, this is called, uh, I'm in the wrong page. Hold on. <laughs> That, that's wow, the title, page. by the way. Yes, I'm on the wrong the, page. That's the title. <laughs> I'm in the wrong page. <laughs> wait, wait. I'm almost there. There you go. Okay. This is called The Farm by um, a guy called Adam Collins in his book, uh, The 21st <laughs> <laughs> on Amazon. I, I heard about that. It's like an old guy. You heard like about Bukowski. it? Yeah. Yeah. One second. Yeah, yeah. The twin, 
from the book The 24, available on Amazon. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> right. Order now. This yeah. is one of oh, Adam's. Okay, this is probably my favorite Adam uh, poem. What's his second name? It's called. What's his second name? Collins. Collins. <laughs> Collins. Yeah, that's the one. Collins. Yeah, okay. Adam Polis. Um, okay. Pool, the farm. We were not meant to be here in this situation. Herded from place to place in funnels of iron and stone, made to fend in the ground while choking on the dust that drones through the sprites of the air. We were not meant to keep our heads down, staring at the floor, packed in like meat to greet tubes acro shot across through great burrows entombed in gravel to a world that's no! unnecessary. <laughs> that's you read it. it wrong. That's at the farm. And it's, yeah, there we go. Yay, we have matching ones. Um, yeah, it's it's clear. I mean, it's it's a system criticizing poem, but it's also oh so very vegan. Um, mm. Which I, I know, know something you... really funny. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. It's that's actually a vegan poem. Yeah, but you're I not vegan. Thinking... <laughs> but <laughs> I'm part time <laughs> vegan. <laughs> so that sounds better. Part time vegan. That's well. <laughs> well, anyway, it's a good poem. Good job, buddy. <laughs> I approve yeah. of it. As a, Adam, as a poet and a vegan, I approve of this poem. Adam, do, do you have any idea what was in the mind of the author? I mean, uh, <laughs> did you... Did you I'm going to be honest. Actually, to be honest, um, I know when I wrote that because I was sitting in a fucking inner tube <laughs> at the time. Um, I guess. But then again... Hmm? I guessed. Yeah. But yeah. Um, part, of, part of the thing is also like, it kind of popped in. The reason I wrote that book as well was to begin with was because Alphonse fucking challenged me. And that's how apparently how my good stuff comes out is when he turns around and goes, I'm writing a poetry book and it's this many pages. And I was like, fuck you. I'm going to do it too. <laughs> but no, no, I basically went through all of like everything that I had written beforehand and like all of my old poetry. And cause I, I actually find it hard to write poetry. I'm more into cause it's supposed to be hard. And, <laughs> no, it's harder than you think. <laughs> Not you, Mr. Well, I sit in front of a fire with a quill and a piece of paper and suddenly genius comes out. Adam which was is pretty much, at, I've seen your work. Adam was pissed at me when we went on, a, on that trip and he was like trying to focus on a chapter of his book. And I sat in front of the fire trembling and just wrote a poem. <laughs> And he was like so pissed at me. He was like, well, "How did you do that?" <laughs> and next day, was... and, and what he wrote was like brilliant as well. It wasn't. It was like literally set five minutes. It couldn't have been more than four minutes and thirteen seconds. You sing in front of the fire. He had like a pen in his mouth. He had like he had like the fucking thing over his head because he's cold. And he was just like, "Hmm." And all I heard was like from like a page. And I like stopped. I had to stop. And I was like, "What?" What was he doing? Like, like when I knew you were right, but it was like, you know, is he writing a shopping I, list or something? Yeah, but it was like, and he's like, I did something, and he was like, do you want to hear it? And he read it out to me, and I was like, how the fuck did you just like with me? It's like this tortured progress of hooks no, being no, put into be, my no, fucking no, body, like, and you just like that's just what shedded you a saw, feather. That, that's just what you saw. That that poem had been going on for a while. Like, so I, it was I, just I, a charade. He just that, that played like, with you. That was yeah. just like the last. I had pretty much written every line before. And that was just like the last where I went like, hmm, I wonder. That's, Charlie, that's if I could both. describe this, yeah. it was like he was a golden goose and he just shed one feather from himself upon us mortals. <laughs> but you know, and, That and is how they, I can describe this. 
<laughs> and next day when you wake up, he was already published. It was already <laughs> in the bookshelf. Okay. And, it, and his agent called him saying that they want a sequel. But it was just he was sitting there with like the fucking thing over his head and like like cold, like holding his book, like with a pen in his mouth. The fire was going and there's me like with the fucking headphones on and like I've got fucking things playing through and I've got like tea and like coffee because I need the smells and I need to like fucking put my head into like a tempest storm and I'm like writing and I've got this and then suddenly all I hear is hmm so I'm like headphones off what what's he doing like, what the, how can you scribble so loud to begin with and then he's just like do you want to hear what I've just written like, like literally I do it was believe like fucking, I've finished <laughs> you know you know prince in fucking charlie murphy sketch where he's just like do you want to play with me in the revolution <laughs> like, it was like that it was like let me lay this upon you cool. uh, we and have a minute can i charlie can we have another IQ? i i'm so yeah. in love you can with you can w- which one you like better the the two the red or the blue um hmm. I, i let's go with the blue in blue okay so blue haiku from thrice my heart since from thrice smart heart which is able to available on Amazon now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so please let this be like like <laughs> a thing <laughs> i would hope to know one day life that may sustain all you just could never bear Go ahead, I expected more and then I realized it was a haiku. It's a haiku. <laughs> like, there's nothing else. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like, it. you know, somebody just cut it off. You know, it is it's just like, like... I love it because it's kind of like I started a poem and then I was like... Mm. This is what he does though. This is what he does. He sits in front of a fire with like a fucking quill in his mouth with like his fucking fuzzy, fuzzy pink slippers. 